Hello, all you rebel scum. Welcome to this week's episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. This week, we have a discussion on the important issue of fan hatred and cultural sensitivity in the Star Wars universe. Listener mail, a tweet of the week, a Star Wars Mad Lib, a news segment, and some other awesome stuff. So stick around. Don't let the Tusken Raiders kidnap all your fun. My name is Storm Duper, and joining me is my co-host, IG69. Hello, everyone. There's a whole lot of new products being released every day in the Star Wars universe, aren't there, IG? Indeed, there are, Storm Duper. Yeah, and today you have a product review for us that comes in the form of a book. A set of books. Yeah, that's right. Written by your favorite Star Wars author and mine, none other than Chuck Wendig. Uh, of course, under the supervision of George Lucas. Well, yes. Now, I've read a lot of his stuff, and you would have to be absolutely blocked to not want to pick this up and give it a good read. Indeed. Uh, the books we're talking about here are, of course, the ancient Jedi texts, uh, as uh, shown in The Last Jedi. Oh, wonderful. The covers are identical to what you see in the movie. Cool, cool. Okay. Very nice tie um, in there. They're full of illustrations and uh, all of the details uh, that you ever wanted to know about the Jedi Order. Now, is it real genuine leather or imitations? Different animal skins or, uh, you know, they could be synthetic as well. Were Porgs yeah. harmed in the making of these volumes? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if Ryan Johnson was uh, involved in any way, I'm sure they were. Oh, indeed. They cover all aspects of the Jedi's life. And, and I think in the coming weeks, we can um, bring you more and more information from this. Sure, sure. Like yeah. how to do your morning routine, how to brush your teeth. Literally everything you ever want to know and a lot of stuff you didn't. Um, like, for example, uh, do or do not, there is no try. This is a standard Jedi saying. It's not something that Yoda just came up with or it was something that he was read and taught as a young Jedi himself. And so he then, was copying it. Well, you know, he's just repeating the wisdom of the ages. Okay. Right. You know, just uh, just like any proverb. Uh, there's one kind of um, one that stands out. It says, never attack someone who has the high ground unless you are hanging from the ledge of a power generator shaft on Naboo. It's oddly specific. That is very specific. Right. I mean, I guess Obi-Wan figured that out. Um, that's why he was able to defeat Darth Maul, but Anakin couldn't I'm defeat him. I'm glad he read that page. What right. if he had just overlooked it or the pages were stuck together or well, something? I mean, these, these, are the, these are the teachings that are drilled into them since they're like two years old. Right. So I'm, I'm assuming he remembered that. And when he was on Naboo, he was like, oh, yes, I'm in Naboo. <laughs> Power generator shaft, totally going to take down Darth Maul. So um, there's a few others, just simple things. An apple a day keeps the Sith away. Um, uh, and, of course, um, a nod is as good as a wink to a blind Jedi. There you go. And say no more. Say no more. Say no more. And, uh, of course, you're only as good as your midichlorian count. Hey. We have a new segment this week. We decided to unearth that old favorite from the toy box, Mad Libs. And we also have a new special guest uh, with us. It's Gemma the Hutt. Say hi, Gemma. Hello. It's really a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you. I mean, we've uh, worked with you before as a special correspondent doing interviews, but you've never been live in the studio with us. What do you think about our studio here? I think it's pretty dirty. Are you familiar with how Mad Libs work? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, so the idea is I'm going to read you a story, and then you're going to go ahead and choose some of the words and change them to make it funnier. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I got that backward. Uh, you're going to give me some words, and then we're going to put them in the story and see how funny it is. It'll be funnier that way. Definitely. Well, I don't want to go that far, but it's definitely going to be more amusing for us. So, all right. Uh, shout them out when, as soon as they come to you. Ready? Yes. A noun. Hair scrunchie. 
Adjective. Shiny. Uh, an exclamation. Jumping jelly beans. A plural noun. Hoop earrings. An adjective. Moist. Everyone's favorite. Ooh, yeah. That's a fantastic word. Name. Jim Bob Jones. An adjective. Superfluous. Oh, you mean like this podcast? Yes. I got it. I see where you're going there. Another adjective. Gooey. Ooh, that's kind of, whenever I watch the prequels, I kind of feel gooey down there. A noun? Monkey butt. A plural noun. Rubber bands. Another noun? Broken shoelace. Give me an adjective. Idiotic. A verb. Drive. Drive. A noun? Phone charger. Ah, yes, very important. Adjective? Corpulent. What does that mean? That's a 10-cent word there. I, I had to look that one up. Wow. Well, we don't allow learning on this podcast, by the way. Sorry. A plural noun. Geese. An adjective? Chaotic. Another adjective? Sugary. All right, going to test your grammar skills here. Give me a verb ending in ing, also known as a gerund. Kayaking. Great. A noun? Potato salad. Oh, my favorite. Another noun? Can opener. Okay. A verb in the past tense? Laughed. Someone's name? Debbie Magoo. Is that a personal friend of yours? It is not. Okay. An adjective? Classy. A verb? Smack. Noun and noun. Rubik's Cube? Mustard. All right. Hit me with an adjective there, Gemma the Hut. Harry. And two more nouns to finish her up. Scouring pad and symbol monkey toy. Oh, great. It was so nice to have you on. Uh, we're going to go to IG69 and we're, we'll read this uh, wonderful Mad Lib that you've created for our listening audience. Thank you so much for being here Thank with us you. today. Thank you. Well, IG, what did you think of our new uh, special guest there, Gemma the Hutt? Oh, she seems uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice to finally get her in the studio. Uh, I would say she's definitely the cutest female uh, guest we've ever had on the show. She's also the only female correspondent we've had on the show. I see. You're just a minimizer. I'm more of a maximizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, for this uh, Mad Lib, I'll be playing the, the role of Palpatine, and you'll be playing Anakin Skywalker, okay? All right, although uh, that is not fair. Yes, well, you did lose uh, last week's Duel of the Fates, yeah, so, and I don't think you actually followed your punishment, so. Did you ever hear the hair scrunchie of Darth Plagueis the Shiny? Jumping jelly beans. I thought not. It's not a story the hoop earrings would tell you. It's a moist legend. Darth Jim Bob Jones was a dark lord of the superfluous, so powerful and so gooey. He could use the monkey butt to influence the rubber bands to create broken shoelaces. He had such a knowledge of the idiotic side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from kayaking. He could actually drive people from phone chargers? The corpulent side of the force is a pathway to many geese some consider to be chaotic. What happened to him? He became so sugary, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his potato salad everything he knew. Then his can opener laughed him in his sleep. Debbie Magoo never saw it coming. It's classy. He could smack others from Rubik's Cubes, but not mustard. Is it hairy to learn this scouring pad? Not from a simple monkey toy.
Disclaimer. The views expressed in this public service announcement do not necessarily reflect the views of Faking Star Wars Radio or FakingStarWars.net. Emperor Palpatine is coming for your blaster. Don't put your faith into rebellion to save you. There are bounty hunters, illegal gungans, and buzz droids hiding in every cantina on every planet within the Outer Rim. The only thing standing between a Tusken Raider and your family's moisture farm is a Circa Sex 2 Og 2 Slugthor blaster rifle. Don't let Palps and his stormtroopers take your blasters. Vote no on issue 66. Paid for by Tatooine Rifle and Blaster Association. Well, you know what that is, IG. It is time for Tweet of the Week. Are you ready? Hit me with it, Stormtrooper. This one comes to us again from Willie Bobo. You can follow him at Faking Star Wars on Twitter. And he tweets. Mel Gibson. Oh, do you remember Mel Gibson? Hmm. Uh, wasn't he in a Kindergarten Cop or something? I I think that was like his breakout role. He was one of the kids in the class. Turner and Hooch or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He was Hooch. Was he Hooch? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, um, Mel Gibson secretly in talks with Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, to replace Ryan Johnson as director of the next Star Wars trilogy. Hmm. Huh, big news here. What do you think Mel Gibson will bring, and why do you think he's replacing Ryan Johnson? Well, I assume that they, um, um, they've lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mel could do a good job. Uh, you know, the passion of the Jedi. It's a yes. yes it lends itself to the yeah. to the genre. I think his style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and I'm sure there's no other controversies that could all overshadow any of that. I'm not aware of any cultural no, insensitivities no. or incidents on his part. No, no, he's a he's a very accepting and warm person. I mean, he fits right in, I think. Yeah, and he, he definitely doesn't lose his mind at all. Right. So, what do you think? I'd watch it. Sure, I think it would be interesting. Uh, there'd be probably a lot more nudity and violence. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It could be like Game of Jedi. Game of Jedi. It could be yeah. the first NC-17 rated Star Wars oh, film. R-rated. R-rated? Yeah. And then you got to work up to the NC-17 yeah. rating. I'd like to see Mel Gibson involved. I, he always uh, had a flair for the, um, you know, irreverent. This is, this is how it's going to be. Mel Gibson will be the director of Star Wars from now until eternity. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And you heard it here first. <laughs> Maybe Ryan just got too popular, too big for his own boots, or... Well, the, the hype of The Last Jedi was so well-received, and I mean, there were any criticisms I'm aware of. You know, I'd be open to, like, some um, different styles of directors coming in and doing different stuff. Uh, who did that movie, uh, Pink Flamingos? John John Waters. Yes, I think John Waters, yeah. He'd make a great choice. Oh, of course. I mean... Um, he can really direct a full-hearted, heroic romance. And, and with exactly the same cast. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, you've heard it here first, our Tweet of the Week. Thanks a lot, Willie Bobo. Do all of the face. Do all hey, IG, it's time for another installment of, of Duel of the Fakes, a segment that we added last episode. Are you ready? Anxiously awaiting, Stormtrooper. Now, IG, did you do your punishment for being wrong last time like a good little assassin droid? Yes. Okay. Well, this week we're going straight to the heart of Star Wars with three stories dealing with the Force itself. Remember the rules. I'm going to read three news stories or factoids, which should all be 100% fake. 
However, one of them is a fake fake, posing as genuine fake news. Ooh. Now let's see if IG can smoke out the real story. If he guesses correctly, he's going to take home a one-year supply of Jedi gel supplements. I desperately need that. Ready, IG? Yes. In a recent charity auction, the Journal of the Wills, a notebook containing the very first mention of the Force by George Lucas, sold for a little over $3 million. Got it? That's the Mm -hmm. first story. Here's the next supposedly fake nugget. The nationally sponsored holiday Star Wars Day, May the 4th, and its pontastic slogan, May the 4th Be With You, started as a Canadian event put on by comedians in a Toronto theater. And last but not least, our third possibly fake piece of trivia in the first and second draft of A New Hope, the first film of the original trilogy, the Force was referred to as the Force of Others. Its light side was named Ashanti, and its dark side, Bogus. So, IG, which one is the fake fake? Lucas Journal of the Wills, May the Fourth Be With You, or Ashanti Bogus, Light and Dark Sides of the Force? Everyone's waiting for your decision. Well, I mean, Ashanti Bogus is so stupid. I'm yeah. going to go with that one. You think that must be, must be the real it, fake fake? It, it sounds like a Lucas thing, yeah. Yeah. For the record, I just want to add that I believe that the Force is merely a plot device in a series of big-budget Hollywood films, uh, but I digress. Anyway, so IG, your final decision. Locked in your decision? I think so, yeah. I'll go with that one. Okay. Well... The very first story about the Journal of the Wills is absolute, complete banthapoodoo, just how we like it. The second is the real story. Oh. Yes. I'm sorry you missed out on your lifetime supply uh, of Jedi gel caps. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, The origin of Star Wars Day, and I'm surprised as a Canadian assassin droid you didn't know this, but uh, they can be traced back to 2011 when a handful of Toronto comedians turned the geeky pun into a full-blown event inside the now-defunct Toronto underground cinema. Hmm. Yeah, since then, uh, Disney's ownership of all things A Galaxy Far, Far Away in 2012, uh, since their ownership, they've decided to make the fan-made day an actual sponsored holiday. Hmm. Well, um, that is something you learn something every day. Yeah. And the third one that you went for, uh, the truth behind that is that George Lucas actually did come up with the concept of the Force as an underlining as an underlining universal plot to mm. the original trilogy. And in the first few drafts, they were they were uh, referred to. It was referred to as the Force of Others, mm-hmm. um, but it was Ashla and Bogan, oh. not Ashanti and Bogus. So yeah, a little bit sneaky there, but um, so it's a half truth. It's a half fake. Yeah, it's a half fake. Yeah, so. Um, also, I'm sure a lot of fans know that Luke Skywalker was initially supposed to be named Luke Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Galaxy Shine. Are you sick and tired of limp hair and split ends? Have you spent thousands of credits on hair care products that don't work? Try newly reformulated Galaxy Shine. Galaxy Shine. Each bottle is carefully handcrafted using the finest bantha fooder, essence of moof milk, and just a touch of kyber crystal for that added shine. Galaxy shine! Get the long locks you've always wanted. 
Wear massive hair buns pinned to the sides of your head. The style possibilities are endless with Galaxy Shine. Galaxy Shine. It's only sold in the finest salons on Cantabite. Galaxy Shine. Galaxy Shine. Warning. May cause blindness, rapid appendage growth, and complete hair loss. In lieu of an interview this week, uh, we have to talk about an important topic that's relevant to all Star Wars fans in the uh, galaxy. There was a controversy this week involving an actress for the uh, Netflix show Stranger Things where people uh, photoshopped some offensive messages on her picture and it caused her to actually leave Twitter. Uh, Were you aware of that, IG? I have heard about it, yes. Yeah, disgusting fools. I would definitely support leaving Instagram and Twitter, but... For different reasons. For different reasons, yeah. Yeah, this has led to a big controversy and discussion about uh, fan hatred Mm -hmm. and being culturally inclusive, which here at the podcast we are. We at Faking Star Wars, we always promote diversity and positivity. And after this whole uh, fake thing happened with, uh, I think her name is Millie Bobby Brown, Mm -hmm. we started a new initiative called Fake for Change, Fake for Good. And so uh, here are some of the tweets that we, we wrote that have to do with that initiative. Kathleen Kennedy grows a new kidney every year to donate it to children in need. Oh, that's inspiring. And George Lucas worked with Russian scientists to develop a cure for midichlorian cancer. No longer plagues us. And Mark Hamill successfully cured adolescent father herpes by using a closely held family folk remedy. He didn't ask a penny. The father racing community and racing fans everywhere are forever indebted to you. That's inspiring. And that brings me to another tweet by John Boyega, who, as you know, is the actor who plays Finn in the new sequel trilogy. John tweeted, To the majority of Star Wars fans, thank you for supporting and putting yourselves in our shoes. You understand that there is a process. So much appreciated. Hmm. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's, he's probably got his fair share of hate messages as well. Well... I I was deeply offended by this tweet hmm. because I I don't wear shoes. Why don't you wear shoes, Stormtrooper? I have no feet. Oh, oh yes, yeah, the landmine. And I mean, to be presuming that fans everywhere, uh, listening, watching, reading, uh, and not including the feetless in his posts, I think undermines the whole message of inclusivity uh, in Star Wars. Hmm. Well, I've always found that whenever someone tweets anything, um, I always look for something in there that can offend me. That way it validates my existence. That's true. Yeah, and it's, it's just such a good feeling when, when you finally find that little picky bit that you're like, ooh, I can read this the wrong way and just feel so angry about it. Oh, That's amazing. my dominant emotion, actually, yeah. on Twitter anyway. So hmm. A lot of fans were irritated, upset, um, dismayed, heartbroken. Uh, when the cast was announced for The Force Awakens because they felt that it undermined the kind of white male power dynamic that George Lucas had set up in the original trilogy. He included more women characters. There were characters who weren't white. Uh, reaction? How do you think? Star Wars fans get blanketed with that a lot. So, I mean, there's there's stuff on both sides. What um, percentage of Star Wars fans would you say are white male pizza-eating neckbeards? 
no higher than 95. You know, this isn't uh, the first time that something like this has happened. When uh, The Phantom Menace came out, poor little Jake Lloyd, little seven-year-old, faced so much hatred on Twitter after his portrayal of Anakin Skywalker that it actually drove him insane, and he is clinically schizophrenic now. And it's all because of Star Wars fans. If you do have a grief, if you do have a gripe, if you do have some kind of problem with Star Wars because you don't like the gender or the race or the sexual identity or uh, you don't like the dialogue or you don't like the re-retconning of all your childhood dreams or you don't like it when everything that you've ever dreamed uh, possible has been taken away from you, then you just have to go ahead and Uh, get on... Stormbird, yeah, um, your meds are on the counter. Faking Star Wars Listener Mail. Hi, Stormtrooper and IG69. This is Toxin Squatcho from Manitoba, eh? A new Star Wars game was announced, can you believe it? I guess you get to play as a Jedi Padawan who escaped Order 66, but it takes place immediately following Episode 3. What are your thoughts on this? I think another story during this time period is unneeded and sounds way too similar to Kanan's origin from Rebels. It would have worked a lot better as if it was one of Luke's students who escaped the Knights of Rain instead. Thanks for taking my call, Yahosa. Manitoba. Yeah, that, um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, that doesn't sound like anyone from Manitoba I've ever heard. Yeah, it, it was a strange mashup. I'm beginning to get a strange feeling that the name could be an alias. Yeah, this might be fake. Hmm. That definitely would not suit this site. No. No. However, he does raise an interesting point. Right. About the, the game. Right. So uh, I have a little information here. Okay. Um, the game is called uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And yes, it focuses on the period when the Emperor is hunting down the remnants of the Jedi. Fallen Order, New yes. Order. I see. Yes. And it's um, uh, it's about um, it's an open world style game. Yeah. Oh, like a GTO yeah. or whatever. Yes, so like Grand Theft Jedi. Uh, as you know, I'm not much of a gamer. I don't really indulge in things that are fantastic or on you know not real. No, no. I no. tend to immerse myself in in facts mm-hmm. and reality. So, not much of a don't know much about games. Open world sounds interesting. Uh, I guess that gives people a little bit more freedom to interact with each other as well. I'm yeah. imagining like you could play with different people. Yeah, potentially it could have uh, single player or multiplayer facets. Uh, the game isn't Missions. being released yet. Uh, the article I'm looking at says maybe by 2020. Wow. Oh. So still a ways out, but uh, they're at least uh, contemplating it. The the whole time period seems to be something that the caller had a problem with. Yeah, I can I can kind of see. I can see that. However, they've already done uh, like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that, which dealt with uh, bef- like the early days of the Jedi Order. Like so they've before. squeezed every uh, uh, yeah every drop out of this. Uh, no one wants to play prequel games anymore. Right. Uh, and I don't. Did anyone ever want to play this? I, I, I've played a few of the games. The games themselves are actually fine. Can you find them in like the discount bin at Walmart? Well, now? they're all old, so yes, but by by now, of course, yeah. They're, but, they're um, paying people to play them out, probably. You know, I remember whatever. I played like the Lego, the Lego Star yes. Wars yeah. one, and that had all six episodes. Yeah. This is before, of course, um, the Force Awakens, Jedi, Rogue One, mm-hmm. Han Solo, and I found it to be uh, an interesting game, but a little bit onerous. The open world there—it wasn't really open world, but it, you would go into these different missions that yes. had different yeah. zones. 
and it it got a little tedious. I well, found it's the Lego series. They're made for four year olds. They're Stormtrooper. I see. I've been playing it for two days before I realized I was just in like the demo like level start area where mm-hmm. you selected where you wanted to go. Mm. And after two days, I I was like, this is the game. So, mm. yeah. But I think I think that they've really beaten the uh, inter inter sequel time frame. Is that what we're gonna call it now? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I get that. That'll work. The, the Rebels, the Clone Wars, all that stuff has just done that so much. It seems like putting another game out there in that time period, really, I have to agree with the caller, doesn't make sense to me. So a, a lot of the games and stuff tend to focus on that because they, they don't, they're not confined by the, the, the story that's already there. If you're going to make a story or a, or a game about the actual movie, you have to follow the plot of the movie. So basically you're just playing the movie. It's right. sort of, yeah, it's not yeah. really a new idea. Well, so it does give them a little bit more dramatic freedom. They can make some stuff up. They yeah, can it, fake their way through it. It's a bit redundant, but it is an open world format. And um, I'm going to wonder, I, I'd like to see more about what they want to do with it. Are they going to do it like a like a World of Warcraft kind of thing? Or is it going to be more of a, just like a Grand Theft Auto or uh, something like that? Now, something that hasn't been done, at least to my knowledge, and Sony could probably make a bazillion dollars off of this, is if they did like an augmented reality game uh, where you'd go around and you find little critters in the streets and then you would throw like a a kind of ball, magic Jedi ball at Mm. them or something and catch them. And it could be called like something interesting like Jedi Go. Yeah, Jedi Go or um, Star Wars Go. Right. Has that been considered? Uh, are there any games in the market that do that kind of thing at all? Well, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Like, I think that would be just a revolutionary new idea that no one has ever thought of before. Huh. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Like, um, go catch yourself a rancor. Ig. That's all we have time for this week. What did you think? Uh, another great episode there, Stormtrooper. It's a classic. It's going to go down in history, I think. Oh, definitely. Go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find us. Uh, you can follow us at Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com slash realfakingstarwars. And hey, if you guys want to submit questions for us, we are here ready for them. So get on Twitter and use the hashtag Faking Star Wars Radio. And if it's a good question, we'll definitely read it next week. You can also buy some official Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other gear at teepublic.com slash user slash Faking Star Wars, or just do a Google search for Faking Star Wars t-shirts. You can also follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. And as usual, stop following me, please. Please, it's actually become quite a problem and embarrassing for you guys. If you like what you hear and want to support us in any way possible, the best way is to visit www.ko-fi.com slash fakingstarwars, buy us a virtual coffee, and that'll help us fakers keep making the podcast and keep the website up, which we know you guys love. As always, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for a quality Star Wars comedy, parody, satire, aromatherapy, And thanks to all of you followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Good night, everybody.